Hey, Road Tripping fam. How are you guys? It's Allie here, just stopping by to say hello. Hope you all are enjoying your summers, and especially, I hope you all are loving summer edition of Road Trippin'. Today's episode, I must say, from the Red Cup Lounge. It's a good one, but I'm here to prepare you a little bit for it as Richard, Alex, and Geeter, they're joined by Big Shot Bob slash Rob, Robert Horry, for a very in-depth, wild, and fun look into his experiences during his time in the NBA, all the while winning his mm, seven NBA titles, like a champ, no big deal. But what do some of those experiences entail? Well, does anyone remember when he threw the towel at Danny Ainge? If you don't, you soon will, as he doesn't hold back on anything. But hey, that's exactly how we love to do things on this platform, right? Unfiltered, raw, real? Well, I'm here to tell you that you all are in for a real treat today. Just a heads up though, episode 35, it's a bit explicit, don't say we didn't warn you, but nonetheless, it's a pod that we really think you'll enjoy. So Richard, Alex, Geeter, big shot. Guys, it's all yours. Another episode of Summer Road Tripping. I'm your host, Richard Jefferson. Uh, to my right, Chris McGee, Geeter. We call him Geeter. Say what's up. Uh, to what's my up? left, uh, we have Alex Curry. We call her Alex Curry. AC. Uh, <laughs> AC. And, oh, my God, special guest in the Red Cup Lounge, right? None other than Big Shot Rob, Yee-hoo! Robert Ory. Say what's up. What's up, man? Red cup? Don't you supposed to have something in your red cup to drink? Yeah, I, I, I have. We call it the red cup lounge. And I have the whispering angel. Uh, Geeter has some kind of nerdy craft beer. Uh, RJ, I don't, uh, it's called Pliny the Elder Pl- from Pliny. Northern California, Russian River Brew Company. It's one of the best beers in the world. Yeah, but I, I feel like I feel like it's very very similar okay, I was to just saying. Hand, I was just handed don't something. at me. Don't he's one of the best beers he's in the world. Whispering angel. Okay, he's got his first taste of whispering angel. I Smooth. It's a little very smooth. Nice little yeah. summer rose. Yeah. Uh not nothing too nothing too harsh. Not hey, sure. uh big big shot, man. First, let me let me first say thank you from a player to a player. Thank you. Uh this is something that uh I've been working on doing this podcast, mm-hmm. putting this out there. So uh the fact that you come out to support. I know you came from where'd you come from? Glendale. Yeah, so for <laughs> people that aren't familiar with Glendale, when you live in Hermosa Beach, and people tell you, hey, I'm going to be in L.A. Uh, I'd love to catch up. And it's like, where are you going to be? They're like, I'm going to be in Glendale. You are not anywhere near me. That's no. like that's <laughs> like, an hour and a half. That's like if you're, coming from, if you're coming from New York and you're saying, I'm going to be on the West Coast, and you stop in Arizona. Yeah. We're nowhere near each other. So I, I do appreciate uh, you stopping by, man, and, and making the drive. The stress getting him in here because the Ways app failed him. I was very stressed on the corner. Oh, oh he <laughs> yeah, was stressed. Peter was having a full uh, Standing on the corner. I was on the phone with him for like 17 minutes. <laughs> he wasn't stressed at all. No. Because Big Shot doesn't get I don't stressed out. Well, He's got seven rings. He's 7-0. Well, 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 yeah, we're going we're gonna to get into his resume. Yeah, we're going to get into his resume. <laughs> but I was panic Peter. But, yo, you, oh, you, he was definitely Peter Panic over here. Oh, yeah. This guy, like, so we're up at, uh, at Picado's. And we're trying, uh, getting some beer because uh, he was asking me, he's like, hey, is it all right if I drink beer? And I'm like, Geeter, we always drink when we record road tripping. That's the best. Even during the season, no matter what, we always drink. So uh, that's what I wasn't telling you in there. I was like, dude, I'll save it for the podcast. But, yeah, don't ever fucking ask me again if you can drink Your while we version record. of the story. I said, are we drinking? Like, should I bring that's my the specialty same thing. beer? That's the same thing. Are we getting Rob his parting gift? That, that's what I was saying. Oh, are yeah. we picking up sandwiches? And you weren't answering the phone, because, and it bothered me. Well, well 
anyway, so I had the beer. He's like, yo, yo, why don't you take the beer and go downstairs just in case he gets here early? And I was like, okay, fine. I'll go. You can get the sandwiches. But just know, he was very, very concerned. <laughs> he was very concerned. Very concerned. That's Glendale, though. That's, that's Back, the love. Yeah, Black did Glendale. Well, Rob used to come and do the show. So Rob and I worked together. Okay. Uh, covering Laker games for the last five seasons. Do you want to give us your, you want to give us your awards and shit? <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, sure. We won an Emmy for best sports show in LA a couple okay. years ago. We're nominated again. No big deal. Uh, yeah, that's, that's back when we used to do Good Cop, Bad Cop. Yeah, we got a couple tellies. <laughs> what is a telly? I don't know. Alex has we three. Got tally, but what I got are they? Three anyway? tellies. She's got okay. three it's tellies. another. It's another like national award that's recognized nationally. It's just not a show for it. Never heard so of it's it. The same kind of thing. There's a silver telly and a like a bronze telly, but the silver is higher. Okay, and then the Bronze one looks gold, so like when is you have it, them, is it like, like winning a Razzie? No, <laughs> it's like winning an Emmy. Yo, show her some respect. I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, as a wait, hey, 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 hey! I'm just kidding. So RJ, he and Alex, he, the first year, you know, he he would come into town from Houston where he lives. Yeah, and he would stay close to the facility, mm-hmm. right next to my house. You know, I live here in town. And he would come down. We'd hang out all the time. We'd go to dinners. I took him on his first beach jog. What? Oh, he had never Soft jogged sand? on the beach. Soft uh, sand. Whoa. We looked like. Hey, I'm from Alabama. We don't do all no, that. No, I'm saying uh. that's tough. I don't even do soft sand. I grew up here. Did you ever see Rocky Three? Yes. With Apollo and Rocky when <laughs> yes. they Did you guys have the, the short shorts? Yes. Yeah. And we had that moment. <laughs> the, bro, the bro tanks. Now, the funny part is they actually wanted to cover us for a show. But unfortunately... I got moved to ship to then, Glendale. Then he got shipped to Glendale. Uh, we no. don't hang it at all. But he used to come, and he would leave his shoes in my living room, and then he would go down to the beach with me, and my little Luca, at the t- she was six. At the yeah. time, she's two. Yeah. And she's like, big shoes. She thought his name was Big Shoes instead of Big Shoes. So my daughters, Millie and Luca, still call him Big Shoes. Big, big Shoes. Big Shoes. We don't hang should. no more because he's at Glendale. <laughs> Glendale. God, that, you know what? I, I try and tell people, like, the true test of how much you care about someone is where you choose to live around them. Because um, I know if my wife said, babe, I really think we should go to Glendale, I'm going to miss her. <laughs> I'm really going to miss her <laughs> legitimately. Like, I'm just going to say this, like, and we'll go to court because I don't want little Richard's standard of living to go down with Richard and Phoenix. So, like, I have a lot of respect for the fact that you are committed to being out in Glendale. Hey, it was something that just kind of fell in my lap. (laughs) If it was my choice, I would either be in Pasadena, which is right next door. Which is still the valley. Yeah, it's still the valley, but I I, I like Pasadena. I just like feeling that, hey, if I want to go to the Rose Bowl, Mm -hmm. it's right next door. You know, that's, Mm -hmm. you know. Staples. Staples, yeah. But, you know, the funny part is, we go to downtown a lot. Yeah. And it's only 15 minutes from Glendale to get downtown yeah. L.A. So right over the hill. It's actually cool. Yeah. yeah. It just, it's just to get here. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's a different story. Now, I can get to downtown quicker than you can get to downtown. Oh, 100%. So that's the good thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, we opened, yeah. up, we opened up a studio, uh, another yoga studio, Soho Yoga. Some of you people have heard of it. No one cares. Uh, <laughs> we opened up another one downtown. And... Uh, I've only been there like twice because I'm just like, uh, See, I know now I, I got a place yeah. to go to my I know yoga. I own the joint. Yeah, that's the one you got to go check out. Yeah, yes. that's the one I need to go check out. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to hey, be listen. honest, though. I grew up here, like born yeah. and raised here. I did not know where the valley was until I got my license at 16. I didn't oh. go east. I didn't even go east of PCH. I didn't go east of Sepulveda. Oh, like I, when you live by the beach, like this is the bubble that you stay in. Oh, I love the in. bubble. I tried. I moved to Santa Monica. So I lived in San Diego for like seven years, lived in Encinitas, Rancho Santa Fe. And so I moved up to Santa Monica because I was afraid of the bubble. I was like, let yeah. me just see what the other. I hated it. Hated it. And <laughs> yeah. then I came to the bubble. But Bob, 
Big Shot Rob. Did Shaq make a Big Shot Bob? No. Yeah. No. He's like, no, I got it when uh-huh. I came. Because I must say Big Shot Rob, but I, he called you Bob. No, actually, he, he takes credit. No, no, no. Actually, it was uh, Craig Kilborn that called me Bob. So I, I no BS. Uh-huh. I knew you as Big Shot Bob. Yeah, I've heard multiple people like the name that I knew was not Big Shot Rob. It was Big Shot Bob because it just so sounds better. Yeah. No, sounds better. It sounds better. But the funny story is Craig Kilborn. Uh, it was during the uh, finals. We were playing Which Orlando. one? Which of the seven? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can you be more specific? We were playing Orlando in '95, and I hit a, I hit that shot to beat. Well, it wasn't during the finals. It was during the Western Conference finals, when I hit a shot to beat. Uh, San Antonio, and Craig Kilborn said, "Big shot, Bob." You know, he hit a big shot, and my mom was like, "I don't like him calling you Bob." And so I actually saw him. I was like, "Yo, my mom don't want me. You don't want you to call me Bob." <laughs> He's like, "What?" So he actually goes on TV the next time and says, "Yo, big shot, Bob." Oh, I'm sorry. Whose mom don't want me to call him Bob? So I call him Rob. And it was like my mom was like, "Did you actually tell him?" I said, "You yeah. told me to tell yeah. him." Yeah. So I told him. Classic. But, Shout you know, to credit because yeah. my dad, awesome. Bob. You know, when you get divorced and you don't want your, your child to be. Oh, it sucks. And Lil Richard stuck. Lil Richard stuck. Lil Richard stuck. So my pops, my pops is uh, Big Rich, right? Mm-hmm. So ever since I was a little bitty kid, uh, I was always known as Lil Richard, right? Like that was my name. And so like for me, like I jet my my little guy is two and a half. So I was just I couldn't wait to have a little Richard, <laughs> right? I couldn't wait to have a little Richard. Now Big Rich is still roaming around. Never called him dad in my life. Uh, that's not really his role. <laughs> he is and Big Rich. Here. Yeah, Big he's Rich here is always here. Yeah, Big mm-hmm. Rich is always here, but it's Big Rich, and I don't know what I am. And then there's Little Richard now. And so the Little Richard thing just kills me. But, yeah, I, I understand the yeah. how, how the names could get a little confusing. Parents so. don't like you sometimes. They got the divorces. Like, I don't want to remind you of your father. You know? <laughs> well, I, yep. my pops never called me Junior. My mom was always like, you have this wonderful name, Christopher Joseph Geet. Everyone calls you Geeter. Yeah. Oh, Geeter's a great name. I That's what I Geeter. told her. How about this? I didn't know your name until after knowing you for like years. five or six years. <laughs> I was like, I, like you would have told me Chris would have never pulled it out of a lineup. True Liner story. said the same thing. Yeah. 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 We're, we're probably, this is probably 2006, 2007. We're uh, three years into the friendship with Luke. I'm in Denver for, for a volleyball tournament. Yeah. I'm, I'm coaching. And I got three other coaches with me, and we're getting tickets from Luke. And all of a sudden, the call comes in. Luke Walton. We're like on the way to the arena. He's like, hey, man, uh, so what's your full name? Because <laughs> he's got to leave tickets for me. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm like, Luke, dude, Chris McGee. What, are, you, are you serious? I, no I would have thought Chris Geeter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would never get that. So we, um, so Bob, man, I'm going to call you Bob. That's fine. Uh, what do you prefer? Like what, what are the nicknames you prefer? I don't care. Bob? Yeah. I call him Big Shot on air. This is Big Shot, fine. Yeah, yeah, Big, okay. yeah, Big, Big Shot, Big Shot, because he's humble, okay. so he, guys, he prefers yeah. the name Big Shot. I mean, I work with Big Game James and Big Shot. Are there two better nicknames? Like, no, you're no. God in Big Games, and you hit Big Shots. Well, but the, the best thing about those two nicknames is that no one else has them. Like, you can have like, like there's other people that have had like Sugar Ray and like people that have kind of had similar nicknames, mm-hmm. right? Like Superman, like Shaq, and then Dwight <laughs> Howard stole it. You know, it's like so you can have like, or you can go Kobe and just kind of name yourself. Yeah. You know, give yourself your own nickname. But you know, Big Shot Bob is one that's I've never heard before from mm-hmm. anywhere, any at any time. And Big Game James, Big Game James, that's 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 an all time. Man, line. when you go triple double in a game seven for the first and only <laughs> triple double of your career, you yeah. are big game. Yeah, big game. But. We're gonna get down to basketball. I know people are people don't give a shit about all the other stuff that we've been talking we about. Just the last 10 we just wasted minutes. seventeen minutes. We just wasted seventeen minutes. But <laughs> I uh, it was great. 
You've said some really outlandish shit in the last in the Wait, last. Tio, not just said month? worn some what? pretty outrageous. Oh, stuff and as worn. Well. Yeah, yeah. I saw the tacos, the taco jacket, the taco. Yo, suit? that thing's fly. That so thing you is. Were, no, no, go first go of ahead. All, go ahead. I'll let everybody you, I'll, was. It, it, it was funny because someone texted me like. Are those watermelons on your jacket? Like, stop being racist. That's some racist. No That's damn some, yeah. watermelons yeah. on my jacket. It's tacos. Do you not see the thing that says I am representing Taco Bell today? <laughs> if the road team runs, you know, gets oh, a yeah, win, yeah. the whole country gets tacos. And I apologize. And so everybody was like, <laughs> anything for money. I'm okay with, so yeah. that's fine. The taco jacket is fine. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a nice payday for me. I can't. They told me I can't tell anybody how much I got paid, but shit. It was a good, you know, I ain't going to make myself look like a fool wearing a taco jacket for nothing. <laughs> hey, one thing I know about being friends with Rob for the last five years, RJ, you paying Rob, he is there. You paying <laughs> Rob, he's there? Okay, well, I, hey, I'm kind of like the Samuel Jackson. You yeah. what? How much? Okay, I'm there. <laughs> Samuel Jackson don't turn down no roles now. You know. oh, oh, and good for Samuel Jackson. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, okay, so, we're, we're, okay, so we'll, we'll, we'll skip the taco jacket that mm-hmm. you were wearing. You've said some really outlandish shit, and one of my favorite <laughs> things is, like, when you go on a TV interview or if you go on The Jump or you go on something, you literally have 30 seconds, maybe a minute or two to really get your thoughts out. One of the best things about this platform is you're able to really fully kind of get all of your thoughts and emotions. And a couple weeks ago, a couple months ago, it's kind of all a blur, uh, you said that Akeem Olajuwon was 20 times better than Tim Duncan. You said, um, which we're going to get into that, you said that uh, Elijah Wan is the best player you've ever seen or ever been around? No. Uh, what did you say? What, did, what, what, what was the Elijah Wan statement? I said Elijah Wan is one of the best players. I didn't say he's the best player. Okay. Kobe had the but, best work ethic? Well, now, and be, yeah. that is something that legendary that I've seen. Even yeah. Phil Jackson has said that most of, most of the people – you know, he had to work that hard to achieve yeah. the the level of greatness that he did. Because he wanted to be great. Because he wanted to be great. Some he was just chasing. Be good. He yeah, he would be great. He was you chasing. Know, he, you know, LeBron gets a lot of heat because he talks about chasing a ghost. Well, Kobe was chasing that exact same ghost. Yeah. Right. So he wanted to be great. So he had to continue working to achieve that. Yeah. But it's different. You know, I, I think when I don't think LeBron should even say he's chasing a ghost because. I look at his positioning. You know, Jordan was a two. Kobe was a two. I feel like Kobe was chasing that ghost. Yeah. LeBron's on a whole nother island by himself because I don't. He's not a two guard. I mean, even no. though he could play that, I don't feel like it, people should even like compare him to Jordan because Jordan was a different position. That's like comparing Isaiah Thomas to Larry Hakeem Bird. Yeah. But I mean, it's two different you know, but, entities. But, but yeah. the thing that you but the thing that you brought up is mm-hmm. that some people want to be great and some people yeah. want to be good. So if you view one or two people, Michael Jordan or Kobe Bryant, as the greatest, mm-hmm. you're not chasing them from a I want to be like them. I'm chasing them because I need to be on that same level. I yeah. want to be in that comparison level. And I, just from being around Braun and knowing his work ethic is something that I've never seen before. Being around Tim Duncan, Jason Kidd, uh, Dirk Nowitzki, uh, Alonzo, Dikembe, uh, you know, when you've played in this league as long as we have, yep. you're going to be around tons of Hall of Famers. And LeBron has the best work ethic that I've ever seen. And so I don't think he's chasing it from a standpoint of like, like Kobe stole all of Michael Jordan's moves. He stole <laughs> the turnaround, the footwork, all that. And you should. Like, whatever, you should try and take it to another level. But working. is that stealing? Is it that is just learning from the best? Emulating. It's yeah, emulating. It is learning from the best. But part of part of greatness 
is doing something that no one else can do and 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 paving the way. Like I have a shit ton of respect for Kobe. I I view LeBron as better than Kobe from the standpoint of like LeBron has always had to carry a team. Like you look at Kobe Bryant um has two finals MVPs. And I know the Laker people are going to lose their shit. I don't care. <laughs> You're looking at one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't care. We could you <laughs> Kobe Bryant might have been the second best player in the world, but he was the second best player on three of those championship teams. And that's why Shaq has three finals MVPs because Shaq was the most dominant player in those, on those teams and in that era, right, from that team. So Kobe, part of the reason why it broke up, and I, and I know we all as basketball kind of fans, is because Kobe had to prove he, he could do it by himself. Like, that was something on his, like, he couldn't be a sidekick. He needed to be the man. Well, LeBron's always been the man. Mm -hmm. There's never been he was the second best player or a player that was even on his level on his team. You can say D. Wade and and Chris Bosh and these guys, but these guys were never truly on his level, right? And so I, I, I think LeBron did it his way. Kobe took Michael Jordan's format and copied it and worked his ass off and achieved greatness. That's what's different. That's why it's kind of like you can't compare LeBron to anybody. You can't compare Larry to anybody. But you can compare Michael and Kobe because he just followed that format. Yeah, you, you could do that. But it's for my my thing is, you know, people always say, well, Kobe wanted his spotlight. You know, it wasn't that, you know, he didn't have his spotlight. He just had to share that spotlight, and you got to realize Shaq had been in the league longer. Shaq was this dominant force that came in, and you know it's like I always, I always compare them to two big Rams on a hill. You know yeah. they're gonna butt heads and butt heads to see who's the, 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 the dominant one. But I still think that it's people always want to say, well, Shaq was the man, but technically Kobe was the man too. He just Shaq just we gave him the ball more. And he was bigger and better than anybody on the court. <laughs> you know, Kobe was still bigger and better than anybody on the court too, but not as as, as comparable to what Shaq was doing. So I, I think that, you know, Kobe to me is, the you know, it goes back and forth. me. is a tie for the second best player. You know, people are always, they always say that, you know, it has to be a first, it has to be a second, it has to be a third. And like, like this year, I think there should have been two MVPs of the league this year, maybe three. And people always want to no, it just has to be number one, number two. You know, no, it's like I think it's Jordan and his Dream and Kobe are right here. And then you got LeBron, like, coming up little by little to catch them. Now, I love LeBron, and I think LeBron is, by the end of his career, is going to probably be, you know, with Jordan one or two. But right now, I always look at what LeBron does on the court. It's incredible. You know, but I see what Kobe did. And I played against LeBron. I had never had the pleasure of playing with him. I would love to have played with him. But I just know that from playing against Kobe, playing with Kobe, and playing against LeBron, I had to put Kobe a slight head of LeBron. And I respect yeah. that. Yeah, all but, you know, but any, you know, you catch me tomorrow, I might say, you know, Kobe's the best player of all time. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I, like, you know? I, like that. I like that. It depends on how you're yeah, feeling. It how I'm feeling, but yeah. it, it is interesting because Kobe's, you know, we, we, we see a lot of those old finals games. Yeah on our network, and, and Kobe's numbers were off the charts yeah. right there with Shaq. But like you said, Shaq was just such a dominant force. Yeah. You talked about two Rams butting heads. Shaq will always say, like, we didn't have issues during practice and all this no, stuff. Is, never. It, is that true? This is so true. And, and I like, always, and it's, it's the us. funniest thing because we'll be 
come to practice. We have a great practice. You know, you know yeah. the locker when you ice and you laugh and you're yeah. joking. And if I don't like you, I'm leaving. Or I'm not talking to you, yeah. right? They always laughed and joking one another. And all of a sudden, we walk out to the press. Well, Kobe said this about Shaq. Shaq said this about Kobe. We're like, what the hell are y'all talking about? I like, and and I we could never figure it out because you know, I don't know about you, but when I won my my championships. In Houston, the first person I hugged was Sam Cassell because that was my boy. That's who I was closest with. And if you go back and look at the championships, who's the first person that hugged each other? Shaq and Kobe. Shaq and Kobe. That's so if point. I don't like you, I'm not even hugging you. You know, it, it's, oh, it, oh, by the way, Rich just sat thing. in his chair and cried. I don't know if you <laughs> did. I did. I swear to God. I swear to God. They go, they go, they're, they're watching. It was like, we're looking for Rich. We're looking Dude. for Rich. And like, so for me, like, you were so fortunate. Like, we kind of had a, a weird path. Like, I went to two straight finals my first and second year. Uh-huh. You went your first couple years, but you were able to win them. Yeah. So it was like for you, like, you you had a different path. Me, I had been chasing this ghost of just trying to win a championship. Even my my, – my, my, When you ran into us, it's okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't want to talk about <laughs> Do you remember what I told you on the free throw line? I don't remember. I this is out. like you know. I've been, I'm, I've always been a huge fan of yours. Thank you know, you. even though you went to the fake U of A, I've been a huge <laughs> fan of yours. And I remember we were still on the free throw line. I told you you got robbed. From when? When? For the rookie year. When I say, uh, I said you should have been rookie of the year. You got robbed. I I do remember yeah. that because I was always so pissed off. I was like, dude, I averaged ten points a game for a team that led the conference all year long, yeah. and we went to the NBA Finals. And it's like you're going to give a it, numbers thing, but I'm just yeah. saying you're going to give it to somebody that went that averaged fifteen points a game for a team but that I won twenty six games. I looked at him. I said, man, you got robbed. You should have been rookie of the year. I don't even know if you remember that, but, the, but I, I was always a big fan of yours because I just loved the way you played. I, I appreciate that. And, and part of it, it was like even now, like I remember, uh, uh, Mal, uh, is it Brogdon? Brogdon, the kid from. Yeah, Malcolm Brown. Did they win? Was it co-rookie of the year? They, who, he won rookie of the year. Who did? He won it over Saric? Yeah, who won guy, rookie of the, the year? The guy in Philly. Oh, Saric. Yeah. He won rookie of the year. No, no, no. no. Uh, Milwaukee guy. Milwaukee. Yeah, yeah, Milwaukee. yeah. So this I'm is sorry. what Saric I was saying. Was so, so this, yeah. yeah, so this was my this was my argument. So I said it uh, like a couple months ago. Brogdon averaged 10 points a game mm-hmm. for a team that made the playoffs as a rookie and you have to contribute every day. Yep. That means there is no rookie wall. That means that every possession <laughs> yeah. matters. That is important. Why would you go if a guy can average 10 points a game for a playoff team and you have to contribute every day to help your team get to that goal? Why would you give it to a guy that averaged 16 points a game for a team that was just thrown out there and they never won any games? Well, he could just take bad shots. All bad time. shots. I mean, it didn't matter <laughs> it if didn't you want to lose. Yeah. There, was no, there was no repercussions to bad decisions. Like exactly. my rookie year um, – I missed two free throws, right? So, <laughs> fast story. Part of the reason why they have the lights on the backboard and they have reviews at the end of the quarter. My rookie year, we played against Reggie Miller and in Indiana. So, we're the one seed. They're the eight seed. And Reggie hits a half-court shot. Like It's game five of the playoffs. Reggie hits a half-court shot that ties the game, right? But this was after, if you rewind 30 seconds, I'm in the game in the fourth quarter. I grab the last rebound. We're up by three. I grab the rebound at the end of the game. It's game five, which was a game seven at that point in time. So I grab the rebound. Everyone's high-fiving me because there's only two seconds left. Richard, good job, blah, blah. I go to the free throw line, and I clank two free throws. So I clank two free throws in a game seven situation, right? We're up by three. They inbound the ball. They get it to Reggie Miller. Reggie Miller shoots a half-court shot, and it goes in. The problem was is that it went in after it like it didn't really it, it went off of his hands at the end like the buzzer had gone off yeah. but they didn't have review 
back in 01. So all of that changed because of moments like that. But that e- very Don't easy. Don't feel bad. That happened to me too. And it, you know, but I, this is what I'm saying. My career would have been say different. It, but that shot didn't count fish hit against us. Which yes, one? it did. We have thought about <laughs> no, this on there. No, it didn't. Yes, it you did. Point two by the seconds. Way, it was point you four. It was, it was point, point four. It was not point two. It was point two. It was point four. It was point it was four. Point oh four. You tell me. You wait, can wait, catch wait, it, wait. Turn around and shoot. Rob, and Rob, Rob, real quick. No. He's talking about the. He's talking about the Derek Fisher shot in San Antonio, <laughs> where Shaq, where Shaq, where Shaq says one lucky shot deserves another. Right. Yep. Yep. But, and bang. you know the funny part is, if I'd have did what I wanted to do. We would have won that game. Tell us the story. So, so tell us. So you're saying you Pop's an asshole. Pop. You pay for Pop. No, I'm just so. kidding. Pop's not Pop. Pop I'm joking. Pop, Wait, don't say us when you're talking about the Spurs. Say the Spurs. You're it's, not at us with the Spurs. No, I said he Lakers played for He played for the Spurs too. Yeah. I don't so care. at the time when I was with the Spurs, is that better? Yes, <laughs> yeah. There we go. So Pop doesn't like Kobe. He yes. was like, I don't like him. I don't want him to hit a game winner. And so he says, Rob, when Kobe comes off, just guard. I said, No, I'm, you want the ball to go away from the basket. So where I was standing. Kobe comes off. I, I actually did this. 1001. No, I shouldn't do it. Fuck it. I got to do it to Kobe. <laughs> so I run over to Kobe. The spot I leave kicks it right to Fish. Fish catches and turns. I'm looking at Pop the whole time like, see, if you make him throw him out that way, away from the basket, going this way and turning. I'm like, really? Because so like, he's turning towards his left hand. So yes. It's, yes. Yeah, yes. It's, I was so I, I was just shaking my head. And like after that, it was a wrap. Did you did you go into did you go into the office and ask if they could fire Pop? <laughs> Negative. <laughs> uh, you know, you know when you can't have you know everybody gets it's like forget that Pop is actually the GM. You can't tell going to say can you fire the coach? Hold on, let me go get the coach who is actually the GM. And because you know the other guy's just a figurehead. No, man. yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, no, no. I don't know if you know the history of the podcast, but the, the, the other host of this show, uh-huh. Allie Clifton, who's the sideline reporter, she's one of the best in the business for the Cavs, Rafa who's not here, he does Mike's job, uh-huh. and Channing Fry, who doesn't care, At but all. he is part of it. So Alex and I are show contributors, right? Uh-huh. So we were on a text chain, and we're talking about San Antonio people, and they were loving this, wanting to get a petition to kick <laughs> Big Shot Bob out of the San Antonio Sports Hall of Fame because it's, you said it was Tim Duncan didn't have the work ethic of Hakeem Olajuwon and Manu cost you another you, you ring. Know, so I looked all over the internet and uh-huh. scoured for a, for a shot of this petition. I cannot find it. So it's not real. I can't find it either. Where is that? It's like you know, I I I used to go back and forth to San Antonio a lot because I had a restaurant down there. So I used to go back, and it's amazing. These San Antonio fans are well, probably the most craziest loyal mother, fans. So San Antonio people, like they're they're intense. They're, they're very intense. They're, intense. They're, they're not very big fans of me, but they're very intense. They're not, <laughs> hey, they're you not. know how it is down in San Antonio. Their fans are like crazy, and for them, there's like there's three people or four people you can't say anything about. That's Pop, David, Tim, and Manu. You would think Tony, but they don't really care about Tony. No, it's I don't the Spanish-speaking Manu. Yeah, 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 when Manu starts like, speaking that Spanish, they lose hey, it. I'm like, wait, Tony, he's, he's Argentinian. He's not even he's not even Mexican. Y'all, most of y'all are Mexican. <laughs> he's Argentinian. Stop being his fan like that, you know. Yeah. And it's crazy because, you know, and you know, the thing is, is that truth hurts, you know. And what I said about Manu is, you know, I say it all the time that he cost me a championship. The, are you yeah. talking about? Are you talking about the Dallas, the Dallas yes. where you're up by two? They say don't do it. Or was up we by up three? three? Up three, we and they three. and one he and ones uh, Dirk Nowitzki. Yes, yes, and then that was a year that um, they Mi- beat who Miami. did no no Miami, Miami. Beat Dallas. Yes. And I'm like I'm like it says let him go, and crazy Manu fouls Dirk. He goes to the line, makes it, and we lose in overtime. You know, and think about me. It's 
that's not saying anything negative. That's saying no, the, the truth. truth. Yeah, I mean, that's and your so, friend. You're yeah, less. I mean, yeah, and, and it's the thing. It's the truth. And the, and the thing, other thing that they 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 want to uh, castrate me about is what I said about Tim. It's like I said, Tim. That what dream is twenty times better than Tim. Now, Tim's been on this podcast yeah. now, so no. But his thing is, I didn't when I said that. It was taken out of context. What I meant was because if you go back and look at what I was talking about, I was talking about when Tim was roasting me when we played them in the final. I says he was killing me in the post. Mm-hmm. Uh, Phil wouldn't double team, so I was trying to say that Dream was twenty times better than Tim in the post, and and, and that is the truth. Well, you didn't say post. I didn't in your say post. You I did not say, say post. You did. I said I said I know that. It. That's what I'm saying. You forget small details when yeah, you have I like said, a small amount of time. To thank you, something. Alex. It happens. But no, you know, in the heat of the battle, and it's like you get to talk, and I and I just said, you know, somebody said some crazy shit, would piss me off, and they was talking about. <laughs> It's the thing. I get so pissed off about when people's like, oh, you better be glad Jordan went in the league. Y'all would have won those two championships with Houston. Man, man. Holla at your boy. <laughs> you know, and that's the thing that pissed me off. So he said that. And when Paul Pierce said that, I'm like, man, holla at your boy. You better be glad you won your championships. You know what I'm saying? So, and it pissed me off. And I and it cut me short. Yeah. You know, I, that's why I said it's, it's, it, it's it tough. It cut me short. But, you know, I, I, and the funny part is Tim texts me and like, damn, who pissed in your cheerio? I'm like, <laughs> I'm like dude. See, hey, that's but, what the San Antonio fans don't know. Oh, yeah. Tim is amazing. Yeah. So Tim came on this oh. podcast and people were like, we did not know Tim was that funny. Like, Tim's hilarious. Yes. Tim is hilarious. Great guy. You know, Great so he guy. texts you. Yeah. He texts me. He's like, who pissed in your chest? You know I got them love for you. But, you know, I grew up. A dream fan. I grew up wearing his Etonics. You know, people don't even know what the hell Etonics. Oh, I, I had two in '88. So I don't know, know what Etonics. Etonics were the shoes he had. They, it was like almost like what spot built or whatever it was like that. But and I was a huge dream fan. Of course, in my eyes, even if I did say ten times, twenty times better than the post, to me, Dream is always going to be better but, than Tim Duncan. And and, and it ain't nothing, it ain't nothing against Tim because I oh. think Tim is probably. the Second best postman, big man, third best. You know, if you want to go down the line. But to me, watching the body work of Dream, because when you're in practice and you've seen it live, and you're in games, seen it live, and when you get a guy to come out and says, oh, I played my best defense ever, but he still roasted me. That lets you know that guy right there, I mean, David Robinson, understands that how good Dream no, was. No, no, but, no, but no, mind you, like Tim, Tim, oh, yeah. like yeah. the dog. I mean, Alex just got yeah. the I just pulled up the, the Etonic <laughs> shoes. Nice those oh, are Turn these epic. off. Don't, don't show, <laughs> those, don't show those to anybody ever again. <laughs> that's, that's, see, that's before, that's before you, you started wearing diapers. No, I, I was no. still wearing diapers. Thank God. I'm glad there's somebody that can make me feel young on this podcast for one. No, but but you, you make a very, very good point. Like mm-hmm. I tell people all the time, like Jason Kidd, until I played with LeBron, is the best player that I've ever seen. Yeah. Because people can say whatever they want. Like, you would see Jason Kidd's highlights on ESPN, and you would see two or three highlights. Mm-hmm. Where I saw 10 of those in that game, and he did, and I was with him for seven years. Yeah. That being said, I was one of the same people that made that argument, that if Michael Jordan was still playing, that those two championships, because Hakeem only won two championships before and at, like I'm saying in between the two gaps of Michael Jordan. So you can understand the argument. Yeah. You can understand and the I, argument. I, I am, and I ain't mad at people for saying that. No. But, but the problem is, is that I the thing is, is just like the reason we almost lost to Portland is Scotty New Field. Yeah. Phil doesn't change. Yeah. You know, Phil is is an okay coach. Everybody thinks he's a great coach. He's an okay coach. Okay. His system is great. That's what makes him a, a good coach. Because you think about it, anytime you put Phil in a situation where the team is so so, he's not, he's not. He disappears as a coach. And yeah. I ain't got nothing against Phil and then, but it's the truth. It's honest. You can look at the the, the 
every the body of work that he's But that's done. why he also left when the team was about to be shit in exactly. LA. Exactly. When the team was about you when know. Kobe left and they were breaking it out, he came back when he was like Wait, who got, do you guys got? got? Just so okay, you guys you know, got, he yeah. almost had Smush Parker winning a series against the best team in the West that year, Phoenix. Up. But, so but let's uh, not. Hey, but even the but you want to find a net every, every once in a while. So but dude, Poppin won a title for eight years between 2007 and 15, Yes, but they right? had so, multiple one seeds. They were always a high, high-level team. And look, I, I, to me, think Popovich is the best coach in modern-day basketball. Like, like Red Arback, you can say that. I don't – like, 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 obviously what – you know, you look at what he had in Phil Jackson, Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, and I'm not saying it's easy, but when you have the greatest player in the history of the game <laughs> and you win six championships, good for you. Then you get Shaq and Kobe. Okay, you win three, good for you. Then you get Kobe and Powell. Like, yes. Now, Kobe, I want to say, Powell, and I, I am not res- disrespecting that, but Popovich had the same core guys for 15 years Impressive. and won five. In a small market, in a small market, Right where you're not, there's not a ton of cap space. There's not a ton of stuff where you can go and pay a fifty million dollar tax like we just paid in Cleveland the last two years. <laughs> can I say <laughs> this though? The problem is, Rich, it's not a problem. But the beauty of the San Antonio Spurs is that all those years that they lost, 08 all the way to fourteen when they won it again, they had a lot of teams that they thought were supposed to get to the finals and win. Including if, including if, including if, if that's in a large a market, if that's in a big market. That team doesn't get to stay together. Pop gets fired. I'm just saying, like, people – I, I, <laughs> I give credit to San Antonio. They allowed that team to go through the journey. Well, yeah, Pop, no one allows that in New York and LA. It's like the it's like the you Utah the team. Yeah, back people want to trade Kevin Love when they don't win a championship. Yeah, Utah he's a great was, player. Utah, think about all this time when Utah was so good forever, but they just couldn't get over Black Jesus, and so it's yeah. okay. We got to do something. <laughs> You know, that's the thing. When Black Jesus left, then you show you saw how we came in and took over. But, you know, the thing about the San Antonio Spurs, it, it all starts with David Robinson. Yeah. It started with David Robinson because when you're respected around the league and all of a sudden you see the culture and you come into that situation, you know, you kind of just fall in line. You know, and, and that's the thing about this. He's like, you come in there and you got – he drafted the perfect person. The guy who's the ultimate no line follower. He don't step – there's not a line stepper in Tim Duncan. He came in, and Tim, one of the best players ever played this game. Next thing you know, you fuck up and get a young guy, Manu and Tony. And they're looking at Tim because they all respect them, and they follow line, and everything else you just yeah. add to the oh, mix. I I, the so I, the culture so they created is remarkable. But, but one of the things that people have asked me multiple times, and I, I, I tell people constantly – my struggles in San Antonio were more about me as an individual. I had, you know, just broken up with my fiance of, you know, my relationship of five years. I was dealing with a ton of personal issues. Actually, my financial uh, manager, like the stuff that people are now hearing about that we him. we talked about on the last that, podcast. Yeah, we talked about on the last podcast. That started when I was in San Antonio. I found the fraud and all mm. that stuff. So I had a ton of things that happened to me in San Antonio, which people don't understand. True. If you man, do they treated this, you like a scapegoat. I don't give a shit. <laughs> if, if you do this long, because I'm, I'm, I'm man enough to be like, yo, I, I, I could do better. But at the same point in time, it's like the things that I went through while I was there Stop me from being the player that I need to, and I'll take credit. But listen, will you stop making these? Damn I'm just faces? pissed because they stuck you in a corner and then blamed you. But it, it what I am saying is Sorry, one, no, up no. But one of the things that I <laughs> want to say that is this: people look at the history of San Antonio. Why is it that players that come in after they've been established stars struggle more than guys that come through the system? 
So Tony <laughs> came through the system. Great player. Manu came through the system. Great player. Tim came through the system. Great player. Myself, I struggled. Antonio McDice struggled. Michael Finley. Michael Finley struggled. struggled. Aldridge. Uh, Lamarcus Aldridge struggling, and that's not to say that Lamarcus Aldridge is a seventeen and eight guy like everywhere else. He was a twenty four. You struggle. Too. I'm saying there is a struggle, so you can say whatever you is want. Is it the city? No, it's not the uh-uh. city. But I, I'm saying I'm there is Brent Barry. Brent Barry, his first year. I wouldn't say struggled is not the right word, but it's just like you can you can average 18, 20. You could be this guy, this guy. Then you come into the system, yeah. and they're like, okay. But guys like Kawhi, they're like, Pop has turned Kawhi into a high-level great player. And it's like, for me, it's easier if Pop is all you've ever known. It's easier for you to grow and be successful than if you're a guy like LaMarcus Aldridge that was a 23-12 and 12 guy, and then you come in the system. You come and because I was again. I was. I'm not going to say I was made the scapegoat. I believe that I could have produced better, but Lamarcus Aldridge is, is in that same boat. So I look at Lamarcus Aldridge from a distance, being like, "Oh, I know what you're going through, big guy. I know what you're yeah. going through." But it's, it's things like I, I remember my first year there. I struggled, and it was funny. The San Antonio fans like, "Oh, he's a spy." Lakers sending him here for us to suck. <laughs> I'm like, are you serious right now? <laughs> I'm like, and no, this is what people were actually saying. And I actually, I actually took less I thought you were a spy. I thought you worked for Russia. Yeah, I took less money to stay there to just to, you know, get my rep back. And I told Michael Finley, I said, when he got that, I said, Mike, let me tell you something. In order for you to be successful, you got to dumb your game down. He looked at me like, what? You have to be a robot. Because when you get to San Antonio, they get A, B, C, D. If you try to go A, B, O, E, they gonna look like, oh, what you doing? The only I guy mean, that does that is Manu. Yeah, and I, one game, I'm like, Bud, head coach of the Hawks. Now we were playing New York. I'm trying to run a play, and I turn around. The guy's on top of me. Uh, he, I forget his name, but he run. I'm like, so I don't do the play right because I can't get to him. And I hear Bud on the sideline, like he don't. Robert don't know the play. Get him out the fucking game. Oh, wow. So I get on the sideline. So let me tell you something. Holla at your boy. <laughs> and I, I, I said this in front of Pop. I saw Bud this yeah, weekend. Yeah, Bud's an Arizona I, guy, yeah. by the way. I said, I said, listen. Holla at your boy. I knew the play. If you go back and look at the Holla at your boy film, you notice he overran the play, so I didn't give it to him. And he looked at me like this, like, oh, shit. I'm like, and that's when they thought I was crazy. Because Pop never yelled at me the whole time I was there because they said, you don't yell at Robert. Because you yell at Robert, he going to yell back at you. And so I remember one time Pop yelled at me. I just started laughing. He looked at me like, what, what the hell are you laughing at? I said, because you're yelling at me. You know I ain't going to pay your ass no attention. You know? <laughs> and so because my whole thing is like I'm a, I'm a smart player. Just tell me what you need to do. Don't, you know, I understand it's times to be yelled at and it's not just because – but dumbass over here ain't going to make a mistake and you don't yell at him and I make the same mistake and you yell at me. That shit ain't happening. You know, because everybody on this team is equal. I don't care if you're the first man or the 15th man. That's how I always looked at because everybody on the team is vital and important in their own way. So you're not just going to yell at me and not yell at somebody else. And so, but that is the one good thing about Pop, though. He will yell at everybody, everybody. on the team. He don't care. I love He'll that call, about yeah. him. Yeah, no yeah, one is yeah. exempt. There is, I, I love I, that about him. And I've been on teams where, one, like, there was always a scapegoat. There was always an <laughs> asshole. But that was the thing about Pop that was so, so funny. But, you know. You're you're right. Like it, it is a very difficult situation, and one of the they things, play like, different now though. No, I had Damon Stoudemire. Yeah. Damon Stoudemire told me <laughs> Sean Elliott, Arizona guy, Steve Kerr, Arizona guy. They yeah. told me about Pop when I first got there, yeah. and like I said, I was not the best version of myself. I will one thousand percent say oh, that yeah. I was and, not. You know, sorry, but I don't think people understand. You know, my my ex wife 
uh, wrote a book, and, and, and she talks about the struggles of our daughter who passed away, and people thinking that since you're a millionaire, mm-hmm. that you have no issues. Oh, and people don't understand. I'm human being. You know, if if my daughter's sick. Do you think I want to play fucking basketball? You think if you know I'm having financial issues, you think I want to play fucking basketball? Yeah. Well, now you got all these things going through your head. They don't understand that basketball is not that important sometimes. How did you do and, it, Rob? How, you know, how were you able to do both? How hard was you it? You know, for me, it was hard, but I, I, I basketball was my out. It was my way to let out frustration. It's like when you go in and hit a punching bag. When you're mad at your wife or your girlfriend or your boyfriend, you punch or your husband, you punch that bag to let off that frustration so you don't go out and punch. And I remember some days in practice, I would just elbow people and I'd be like, my bad, man. But most of your teammates know what you're going through and they'd be like, okay, you know, you, as long as you say my bad, they're like, okay, I understand. He's going yeah. through some issues at home and he needs to, you know, relieve some of that frustration. So, but, and, and I, that's the one thing that I hate about, about fans. They think just because you're making all this money, that they think every day it should be roses. And it's not. We have problems. We have sick kids, sick siblings, sick parents, and we have issues too. (laughs) Money doesn't solve all problems. The biggest thing that I've noticed, obviously we just work around you guys Mm -hmm. all the time, but people think that professional athletes are these gods. (laughs) Like you're not normal people. And you forget that you're just the same. You just worked harder. You put in more time. You were just the pinnacle of what you need to be in your sport to get there. But everyone is human. Like even talking to normal fans every day, I'm like, they're just a normal person. They're just a very talented normal person. The the funny part is when the fan sees you and they're like, you shop here? You get your own groceries? Like, well, who the hell else going to get them? (laughs) Because I know what I like, you know? And they just think that we sit at home, we have these servants that just do all these things for us and we don't do anything for ourselves. You know, Rob, it's such a short shelf life for athletes. And it's hard for people who don't do it to understand that because what they see is, hell no, you're making this amount of money mm-hmm. to play a game, and they don't understand that. But it's a sh- it's a short shelf life, so you make decisions that are best for you. That's why people will leave teams. I mean, it's nothing personal. Yeah. But if a guy wants to go play for some, you know what I mean. So it's like, yeah, they you've had you have that. personal issues. Hey man, yeah. that's your life. Yeah. You know what I mean? What you do for your job is different, even yeah. though it's on TV and everyone's. That's sees why it. when people got Lebr- mad at LeBron for leaving, I'm like, it's his life. Let him do what he want to do. When they got mad at KD, it's his life. And I think people don't understand. You know, you 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 don't realize when you get drafted. I was very very fortunate. I really really wanted to go to Houston, and I got drafted by a team that I really wanted to go to. You just think about this: if you a guy from Miami, and you the number one pick, all of a sudden you get shipped to Utah. You don't want to fucking be in Utah. Oh, shit, I didn't want to be in New Jersey. I, came from, I was born in L.A., grew up in Arizona. How about this? My Arizona Wildcats won 27 games, and we were the, we were in the Final Four. We won 20. The, the Jersey Nets won 26 games a year before I got there. I didn't want to go to fucking Jersey. Yeah. Loved it. Yeah. It worked out great. Yeah. Ten minutes later, they told me that Jason Kidd got traded there, and I was like, okay, okay. This might be okay hey, now. Yeah. Hey, the Memorial okay. Fantasy Football League was born, born out of that, that. <laughs> journey uh, that you were No, on. you know, and that's the thing, man. Like, I, like as much as people always – like, I've had two different sides. San Antonio, some San Antonio people hate me. Some people think that, like, yo, you got a raw deal and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, You were a spy, just like me. Yeah, I was a spy. But I was <laughs> not the best – I was not the best version of myself. And that's why I've never said anything negative about my time in San Antonio because I did enjoy it, but – uh, no, no, it is tough when you're going through. I've been doing this game for 17 years, mm-hmm. right? 
So you're going to have good years and bad years. Yep. And your favorite artist is going to have some good albums and some bad <laughs> albums. They're going to have some good songs and some bad songs. Your yep. favorite actor is going to have some good movies and some bad movies. Everyone's human. Everyone's human. No one's perfect. Yeah, but that's Everyone's one. got a Caddyshack, too. Everyone's got a Caddyshack, too. You know what, I'm you know what Rob's best years were? The best version of himself? Phoenix with Danny Ainge. Oh my God! Oh, Rob. Okay, okay. Everybody. So now, oh so there's goodness. a there's a lot of you. There's some young basketball players that might not remember this. So, I grew up in Phoenix, and we talk about this on the podcast. There are certain there are certain teams that dominate a city. Uh-huh. In Cleveland, I can admit it's the Cleveland Browns, right? Even though we've won a championship, the Cleveland Browns. You know, in Chicago, it's the Chicago Cubs. They, the if you are Chicago, you love the Cubs. In Phoenix, you love the Suns. It's not the Cardinals because they were shit for a lot of years. It's not. It's not the the hockey team, the Coyotes. It's not the Diamondbacks, even though they've won a World Series. It is literally the Phoenix Suns as a team. It was barking. And I was in high school. And I remember Danny Ainge was a really really popular guy. He was coming from Boston. The team was doing really well. And you decided to do something that I have never seen. But you've wanted to do it. Oh, I wanted to do it. I wanted to do it. That's I wanted I to big do balls, it. baby. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Big shot. Big it's balls, Ori. You got to have big balls. Big balls, Bob. But you did something that I had never seen. Danny Ainge, who is now a stud, stud GM, high, high-level player, and was a very, very good coach. You guys didn't necessarily see eye-to-eye, which led to three championships for the Lakers. So tell me. What happened? You wrote the short story or the long version? This is a the podcast. So we tell, want the long so, version. So tell, tell us the medium to long uh, version of this. All right. So first of all, when we got Sam Cassell, Mark Bryant, Chucky Brown, I got traded for Charles Barkley. That's yeah. the, You know, previously that's when we came 3-1 down. Yeah, yeah. And people don't understand, you know, Danny Ainge took the ball out one time and threw the ball and hit Mario point blank range in the face like this. Yeah. And, yeah. Said, yeah. and said he didn't do it on purpose. So, you know, Mario and I like this. Yeah. We were really close. So when we get to Phoenix – the first thing Danny Ainge tells me, oh, you know, I hit Mario on purpose with the ball. And I'm saying, dude, we spent – we actually – I can say this now because nobody really – if you go back and look at the game after that, yeah, we lost that game on purpose because all we – we didn't care. We want our whole intention was just a light Danny ass. Up. Every time he came off a pick, he was like, we was just hitting him with elbows. Yeah. You go back and look at that game. He was probably in an ice bath like this. Type of thing. <laughs> well, we was just we, – our whole intent was just to hurt him. Yeah, man. and respectfully. And, yeah, and so, you know, to get there – that goes down. So I'm already mad at him. You know, God rest his soul, Cotton Fitzsimmons, Cotton, Cotton. Cotton was the coach. And then we're playing in Chicago. And this is when Jordan was back. We get beat by 40 points, right? And so the next day in practice, we're talking about offense, offense, offense. And I'm like, yo, dude, excuse me, man. I just want to say something. We just got beat by 40 points. Why are we talking about offense? We need to talk about our defense. And Danny Ames like, defense? You are worst defensive player on the team. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Holla at your boy. <laughs> I said, first of all, I had 100 blocks, 100 steals in one fucking year. I was like, no, no disrespect, but, you know, Wayman Tisdale, you know. God uh, rest his soul. God rest his soul. <laughs> you know, Persons, well, uh, not Chuck, but his brother, Wesley Person, and you said, I'm the worst fucking defensive player on this team? You out of your Holla at your boy. Mine, right? And so this was he was assistant coach. So we go on that then. Next thing I know, Cotton says, you know what? Fuck this. We 0-13. I'm out. You know, so Danny takes over. Did Danny, Jason Kidd get traded that season? Yes. So yes, that was okay. Yes. So again, so yeah. I, I'm sorry to interrupt no, you, okay. and I'm a, such an asshole for that because I like yeah. So we get no, yo, Jason man, Kidd I get blasted on no, so Twitter we, from no, your people. No, we, no, I interrupt this, you. No, because I'm I'm reliving my childhood right now. I'm reliving my childhood. We get Jason Kidd, 
And so we the first game of Jason, we going up to uh, Vancouver. We down. We both. Baby. Yeah, we both zero and twelve. Yeah. Or zero and thirteen, whatever it was. We lose that game because Jason hurts his shoulder. You know, I ain't gonna lie. I felt like an all star playing with Jason. So oh, he's amazing. He's a bit. I only played two games with him, but he, I he's love him. amazing. He's, he's amazing. He makes everybody around him better. True point guard. So we lose that game. Cotton quits. And so now we going to Houston. My first game back in Houston. We in the locker room. I'm been starting this whole time. Danny's the head coach. Uh. We're going to go in a different direction, Rob. You're not going to start. I'm like, what? my first game back in Houston? Oh, you, you mean, I can't get no fucking applause? You know, <laughs> you know, <laughs> hey, you know, I'm just coming up two times. You know, even though nobody ever said that, I wanted my fucking applause. I want y'all standing ovation on the video. You know, so, yeah, thanks for coming back. Right? What do you look so, forward to when you go back to I don't fucking start, <laughs> right? And then he, uh, Houston goes on the run. He looks down at Rob getting the game. So, the fans are already yelling. I'm like, this is some bullshit here, right? <laughs> so I said, okay. You know, we get back. Then we go up to Boston. And he says, all right, we had just traded Michael Finley away. He says, Rob, we traded Michael to give you some more minutes. I'm like, okay. Yeah, right, Danny. Well, whatever, right? I traded him to get so, Jason Kidd. Yeah, we get – I get in the game. I got like – I hit a three. I had the block, steal. I'm rolling, right? <clears throat> here come Danny Manning for me. I'm looking at Dan like, who you getting? Came to get you. I'm like, no, I'm rolling. So I go over there. I said, yo, I thought you, you know, got rid of all those guys. Give me more. I just go sit down. Yeah, I walk to the end of the bench. You know, we lose to Boston. And, of course, Boston fans hate me already because they, they you know, they love Danny Ainge. So we get in the locker room. And no, no, wait, no, no, no. But, but okay, okay. So I know I set it up, and uh-huh. I'm going to let you finish it. When he, when he, when you kind of yell at Danny Ainge, you take a towel and throw oh, yeah. it dead yes. in his face. And when I talk about a perfect <laughs> it shot, just I'm talking about it's like a perfect shot. It's I'm, like, I'm literally rich, rich doing with the no, towel. It, it's just like a perfect like. <laughs> we're actually sitting ah, like he's pulling the towel off no, his face. The funny it, part is like we're sitting closer than we are right now. And yes. I just and I'm like right there. I just, it was I'm, perfect. It didn't hit. I him. I mean, my it, hand was like probably two inches from his face when hit, I let it go. It hit dead in his face. <laughs> so it's like out of a cartoon, out of a movie. You see him pulling this towel now as like a high school kid, right? As a high school kid, I'm watching this like, oh my god, people do this! Like, it's like did he just throw the towel in the head coach's face? Like, what is going on? But you got really, it was a whole buildup onto uh, it's all never, of this. It's right? never one moment. Yeah, it's it never, never one moment. game or one and quarter, so one play. We get in the back, and so it's 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 me, uh, 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 Sam Cassell, Mark Bryant, and Chucky. You know, we were all that Houston crew. Yeah. So Joe Klein was like, man, I don't know what to pile at your boy. What's going on, bro? And he squared up on me, right? Joe Klein. I'm like, man, I said, man, pile at your boy. Big boy. And then when Mark, I said, Mark stood up next to me, the whole Houston crew. <laughs> like, we was about to take on all, because, you know, I hate to say this about a team, but I understand why we beat, came back and beat, because there was a bunch of pile at your boy. Yeah. I've never played with a more softer team ever in my life. They, anytime something went wrong, oh, I can't practice today. You know, I have a hang now. I got a cough. And all those things were built because I'm not used to that. I'm used to guys playing through, you know, sickness, coming to practice. But, you know, the funny thing is KJ didn't come to practice because we traded for Jason Kidd. He was mad. Oh, yeah. You you guys went small ball. You had Steve Nash, J. Kidd. Oh, Oh, this is my childhood. Me and Steve Nash, that's how me and Steve became boys because we weren't playing. Man, Steve and I would go in the lower gym and play one-on-one before a game for about an hour and a half. We'd get to the bench and be like this. <laughs> we know we weren't gonna play. Yeah, we, we, just, we had more fun. Play. You know, me and Steve were like even road dogs. We I've been got in the car with Steve and drove down to Santa Clara one time when we came to play the Sacramento Kings. And so, 
that whole build up with the Danny Ainge thing, it just it just made me so mad. And it, it was a good thing because at the time, Sergio Sabalas wanted his little sabbatical and left the Lakers, and then I got swapped. But when you I got was, swapped, though, tell how because you told this story with us on Lakers <laughs> TV. His ass was in that car and gone. Oh, oh, man. Hey. I packed my shit up in an hour out of my house. I called, <laughs> one, of my, I called one of my boys. I said, dude, get your ass we in. We go down Lake. Hey, this is how old it was. How he was driving the expedition. That? You know, everybody yeah, had to do Boom, I was gone. I like left that fast. That day. Next day. Next, yo, day. next yeah, day. I was out. out of there. I was like, I, so it was I a hate, blessing in disguise for you. Oh, he, he, guy, he won three more championships. Yes. I hated Phoenix. Played with Shaq. Yes. Right now, the next now, year. Now, wait, now, hold on. No, no, not the city. The team. The team. The team. I hated playing for the team because. You know, you got to realize when you go and practice, I'm sure all your practice now there, you know, you go at each other, right? Yeah. That's the only way you're going to get better. It was like a fucking country club. No, wait, wait, the wait. The NBA is different now. Yeah. The NBA, the NBA is different now. Like, you don't practice. Like, oh, everyone yeah. needs to be healthy. You yeah, have 25, yeah. 26 year old guys resting. Like, it's just, <laughs> no, and then, no, but it's the different. Like, yeah. and one of the reasons why I struggled in San Antonio is because you never I was, well, well, no, you didn't practice, <laughs> but I was still, I came in in 01. So, yeah. I, like, like guys like you and like you, like Patrick Ewan, like these guys were still the vets. So, you would come into camp like 10 pounds over. You would lose it over the two days. Where San Antonio, you didn't, didn't do that. So, Papa, was like, oh no, you need to come in at 2.32 first day of camp. And you're like, I've never even heard of that, right? Especially for a guy that's playing a lot. Anyways, yeah. but when thank I thank Pat Riley for all that oh, you Pat know, body weight stuff. But, yeah. No, but even then, like I when I tell you this is my childhood, like I was I was a huge <laughs> fan of Phoenix. Phoenix and the Lakers. And the Lakers were my two teams. Like, David Robinson was my favorite player. Sean Elliott, again, an Arizona guy. So, like, those were kind of – I was a West Coast basketball guy for for life. So, when I remember Charles Barkley getting traded, I remember how good Jason Kidd was in Dallas. Yes. And so, when people were so mad because Michael, Michael Finley was a huge fan popular guy in Phoenix because yeah. he was he was an all-rookie team. He dunked on David Robinson one time really, really bad. So he was really, really popular in Phoenix. And he was my boy. Me yeah, and Mike Finn, used to hang out Finn, all the time. Yeah, Me, Mike, and um, Steve, we were yeah. all hanging together. So Finn was supposed to be the future. Yeah. And so when they traded him for Jason Kidd, I remember all my schoolyard boys were like, yo, this is some bullshit. I can't believe it. I'm like – do you guys understand what Jason Kidd is? Yeah. Like, do, I was the kid that was arguing, like, Jason <laughs> Kidd is far better than Michael Finley. You guys don't understand what happened. Now, Jason Kidd goes on. They, you know, they have a bunch of 57-win seasons. And just a short story, like, when I got drafted by Jersey, Byron Scott calls me. Hey, Byron, I texted you to try to come on the podcast, too, by the way. Text me back so you can come on. <laughs> Call out. So I, so I texted, Call out. So I texted uh, Byron's like, yo, I think we have some things that are going to make you happy. And I'm like, ah, oh, I don't, yeah, okay, I'm excited because they hadn't won any games. The next day, they're like, Jason Kidd has been traded for Stefan Marbury. And I'm like, I get to play with Jason Kidd. Holy shit, it's going to be nice. all right. So yes, it's like, yes. I understand and I watch this story. So to hear the full on transcript of how, because people think By it's, the way, amazing. it's never I one couldn't game. wait for him to hear it. I was like a little kid. I couldn't tell him earlier. <laughs> it's a great story. It's never one it's game, funny. it's never yeah. one thing. It's always a buildup of stuff. People make it seem like the Latrell Sprewell when he got into it with PJ Carlissimo or whenever you have these random blow ups. Yeah. It's never one game or one quarter. It's a buildup of months, maybe even years of sometimes. Well, it was hostility. years with the Danny Ainge thing. You yes. know, and, and for me is, I remember, and my mom got on to me about this because someone, I said, I hate him. You know, my mom's like, you should never hate anybody. And I said, okay, well, I dislike him. And, yeah. <laughs> and mom, I just, mom. I just, I just didn't, you know, for him to hit my, one of my good, the things that he did. And, you know, the bad part is also, I think the hate started building up even before I even met Dana because, Dana, uh, because guess who was my mentor when I first got in the NBA? Oh. Tree Rollins. 
Oh. And you know, Tree and Danny don't Coach like player. each other anyway. But, but that's a, and See? Danny Ainge had a reputation. Yeah. People don't understand. Yeah. Like, your reputation can follow you exactly. a lot further exactly. than you ever know. And it's like, you can do a dickhead thing mm-hmm. and – Oh, okay, that was just to a player. But then all of a sudden, now I'm a coach and I need to be respected. But yeah. I, and then you tell, like, so like you could tell you, and but Mario was your guy. Yeah, and Mario, he he's had yeah. again. I've had a lot of guys because he's coaching now. Mm-hmm. So a lot of different guys have told me how much they love Mario. Blah blah blah. So it's like you just know this, and it and it makes it. If you do these type of things, it makes it difficult. But you know, it, it, it's a it's a tough dynamic when you have two kind of generations of the NBA. Yeah. You know. Like you have the older guys and young guys. Like I only knew Danny Ainge really as a coach, and then as I became more of a basketball hyster- like historian, I started to learn how much he was fucking hated when he played for the Celtics. <laughs> People hated him, guys. Yes. It was my childhood. It was. It was <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Him. You're talking about your childhood. Yeah. I mean, those thirty for thirties, yeah. the three part series that's come and, out. And I mean, think about it. He talk about love and hate. He he wanted to be. Hated. He wanted to be hated. He, he didn't mind that. He didn't care. And I respect yeah. that as a yeah. competitor. If you don't give a shit whether or not people hate you, it's the Draymond Greens, the Gary Paytons, the guys that don't Dennis care. Robbins, the Matt Barnes, yeah. like these guys, like I don't give a shit if you don't like me. I will sleep fine at night. Mm-hmm. Big know? shot. Uh, I know what Rich's favorite title is because uh, he won one. Is this my question? I was like, what? Go ahead, girl. What? No, jump in. I don't even know if it's if it's possible. His favorite. Yeah. I mean, because you please do. It's incredible. I mean, is the, the w- goal when you come into the NBA is to win a championship. That's why, like, I never feel bad for LeBron going places, KD switching. Yeah, seven and zero. It's insane. Do you have a favorite championship? Uh, yeah, my '95 championship is my favorite. What, what, why? Is that your first? Can we go gold, silver, bronze? Oh, is that the is that the second. down three one? Yes, that's the. Oh, down I can relate. That's the first. I can relate to being down three one. <laughs> uh, that's the now, second time. Now, you did it in the second. Was it the second really? round? Yeah, it was the second. You did it in the second round. I did yeah. it in the finals. It's yeah. no big deal. It's okay. We're not here trying to wait. Your favorite title is the second one. Yes, '95. Because they were down and out. We were. You got to realize, '95 is my favorite champion. Because we just came off best record in the NBA, winning nine and four against the Knicks. The next year, we not even on Sports Illustrated like most teams. You know, people were saying we we didn't deserve the title. And that year, we got Sam got hurt, Dream got hurt, I got hurt, and we finished with the sixth best record. Yeah. So you were favorite. better we than the sixth. Six you were better yeah. than the sixth seed. And yes. plus, we had the big trade. We traded away Otis Thorpe and got Clyde. Okay. And so we never we never played together collectively as a team until like the last maybe five or six games mm-hmm. a year. And then we went on and it was a six seed. So our first game was against Utah Jazz. You know, they had won 55-plus wins. We beat them on game five in their building. Then we go to Phoenix. We get down 3-1. And that's when AC and Charles starts, oh, they're not going to win this year. We got them this year. We come back and win that series. You know, and then next we go against San Antonio Spurs, who who owned us. They had beat us 5-0 that year. Yeah. And that's back when you played teams five times. And did they have an unbelievable record yeah, that year? Yeah, yeah. David won MVP. Sports and, you know, 70 or something. So 71 David, yeah. to beat Shaq for the scoring Ooh, title. Yeah. Sorry about yeah. knowing that, that, man. You know, like, David got MVP in dreams in front of Dream. Dream was the MVP last year. Pissed Dream off. So we go in San Antonio, win the first two games in San Antonio, then lose the next two, and then we win the next two. And so we go to Orlando. And that year, every time you Nick turn Anderson. TV, every time you turn TV on, Orlando was on. Orlando yep. was on. Shaq, Shaq and Penny. Shaq and Penny. They were the babies really of the defending uh, champions. You, we, we can't even get on TV, right? So we were already mad. And then we go, and it says – and then, you know how they had, back then, they had newspapers. I don't know if y'all know what a newspaper is. Still get it. <laughs> Still got it. You know, they would have the, the ratings. the thing I download on my <laughs> iPad. It's the thing I download. Yeah, so they would have the ratings, right? They said Shaq and Dream awash, Penny and, and Clyde awash, Horace will kill Robert Ory. You know, Ooh. this will kill, you know, you know, er, you know everybody was going to kill us. So next thing you know, you know, I'm like, man, 
you know, this is when small ball was in pretty much invented because yeah. when we were in Phoenix, because Charles was killing Chucky and Pete Chilcutt. He was killing us like, let's put Rob on. I'm like, uh-uh, Rob too little. <laughs> and so next thing you know, I'm bringing Charles away from the basket. That's when we was down 3-1. Yeah. We win that series. You shot, we... well. yeah. shot the ball really well. Shot the ball really well. And I don't like to say this because. Don't you know, say that's... it. Say it. Say it. That's say the year it. they moved the three-point line This is where you in. do it. <laughs> you the line. Wait, say it again. Say that's it. the year they moved the three-point line in. So I was gunning that year, man. I know. So, <laughs> it was like a college street. Exactly. So Sam's that, like, yeah, we had to move this yeah, shit back yeah, again. Like, come on. And people don't understand, before that year started, well, doing before All-Star, Kenny Smith was number one in three-point percentage. I was number four, and neither one of us got invited to the three-point shooting contest. It's and all so about stars. It's, yeah, it's all about, and people don't understand, we were shooting the shit out of that bitch, right? And so we beat Orlando. We sweep Orlando. And so that's my, you know, because we was a sixth seed, and we were able to beat, you know, you think about who we beat. You got you got Carl Malone, John Stockton, Hall of Famers. Charles Barkley, A.C. Green, K.J., Hall of Famers. Then you go to get David, Dennis Rodman, Sean Elliott. Larry Brown coaching. Uh, uh, Larry uh, Brown was, uh, was That was um, the guy who got fired. Uh, Lucas? No, 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 no. no. Uh, he, Hill? He, he, he coached in Indiana too. Yeah, Hill. Bob Hill? Yeah. yeah. And, then, uh, and then you had uh, Avery, University of Alabama head coach now. Damn, that is a good team. <laughs> so you got right. We beat them. And then we beat, you know, Shaq and Penny and all those guys. If you look at the run we had – it, it was freaking Hall of Famer, Hall of Famer, Hall of Famer. Give me a silver medal title. You were the bad title. news bears. No, that, 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 we don't need silver medal. <laughs> I want I a second title. I have a bronze. I, I want a Laker title. 61 is my next Yeah, look, so, so, you know, look, I was so right. mad we lost that first game to, to, to Philly. To Philly. Where, where he I, stepped over. This is what I hate. This is what I hate. Everybody think that, you know, it's like, oh, he stepped over. Like, he, he fell down. He, he took a shot and fell down. It's not like he crossed him over and just like everybody. Yeah. Like, I'm like, stop saying he and, crossed. And, by the way, T. Lou down. played great that game. No, no and, yeah, and T. Lou always T. Lou got like, paid. Hey, yeah, yeah. <laughs> T. Lou was like, he can step over me all he wants and he gonna win a championship. <laughs> T. Lou keeps saying that. Yeah. No, it, it it's so funny. Like you talk about that, and it's like there's so many different like moments and teams and like you've been very very blessed like seven championships really, really are you blessed. shitting me like i've been sitting here crying trying to get my first and like and you did cry and, and i did 100 percent cry my yeah. wife was like you didn't even cry at the birth of our son and i was Oof. like babe i d- never dreamed about being Baby. a father <laughs> to Glendale, I, dream- <laughs> I dreamed about being a champion like that was my life's work since i was like probably like 10 years old like i said watching you guys in phoenix watching all of these guys like battle and fight like this this is a moment that i've literally lost sleep over and <laughs> you know it's tough like I, I, yeah. you know like yeah. you were fortunate so it's like I'm sitting here with and this I'll asshole and he's talking about sweep three times yeah that's, that's what I'm saying I, I want to hit him over the big game James hates wait you and, and, and it's like even when they beat us like my rookie year it was just like it, it's 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 uh, tough, man. It's, you know, this is the first time. We had no chance. This is the first time I ever defied a coach. And it was funny. Phil was like, well, you need to guard Kenya. I'm like, man, fuck Kenya. I'm going to let him shoot 80 shots. If you want to take all these shots, let him shoot. He cannot shoot. Yeah. So if you watch us play that series, I'm like this. You want to shoot a 15-footer? Go right ahead because I'm not going to guard you. Yeah, I, Because Kenya, you're going to blow around me and jump over me. Kenya, I'd so. love to have you on this podcast, too. <laughs> I'm going to give shout- I'm going to do my, my, my boy Chang. I'm going to give shout out to tell all the guys. Like, Byron. I sent you a text. I don't know if you got my text. Hit me up. I may uh, you the wrong Ken- Yeah, you probably gave me the wrong number. You don't care. Kenyon, like, I'd love <laughs> to have you on here. Kenyon, we could tell some really good <laughs> New Jersey net stories. But, no, man, times are different, man. Yes. It's like you even now, you look at the way social media impacts, like how guys move, it's how crazy. guys talk, how guys have to react. You s- Go Look, ahead. I have a question about that because you were saying you would wake up and read the paper every morning. So, as a player, are you reading every day when you're in the game what people are saying about you and does it affect you? It affected me. 
It, it affected, you know, from day one, it affected me when Dick Vitale called me the most overrated player in high school. Mm-hmm. And I've always tried to find things. Anything positive, I wouldn't read. You Everything read negative, it. I would read because I use it as a motivating factor huh. to push me. You know, when you're running those lines, when you're lifting those weights, and you're going up against a guy, you know. And the thing, it's like, I love Horace. Horace is my boy. He's one of the nicest guys you ever will meet or play with. But when he was rated ahead of me, I'm like, are you serious right now? And it's just, you know, even though Horace was a great power forward, I said, you ain't seen a power forward like this yet. You know, <laughs> because I'm the three-point line has moved in. You don't like to come out. You know, I'm going to light you. You were the original up. stretch four. Yeah, one of the original so, stretch fours. And that's how I, that's how I viewed it. I was like, okay, this. And it's like everything I use to like motivation, you yeah. have to do that. Because like now you can just turn on your phone like, okay, who said something on Instagram? Oh, it pops well, up well, on your well, notifications. Well, no, but I'm saying, yeah. I'm saying like the way social media has impacted all – of everybody, Dress, everybody, like every just single moment, everything, yeah. and it's like it's everything is so packaged. It's even like Joel Embiid, right? Young talented guy. Do you see? Do you see his thing? I know. I, I don't no, really pay. So no. Attention. So Joel Embiid got in trouble because he said, I think, like he was on social media and he said, like, "Fuck Lavar Ball" or something. I, I don't know if it was Lavar. I don't know what one of mm-hmm. the L balls that he said, "Fuck a ball," and, and, and he said a ball. Left and ball. so he got fined ten grand by by. Uh, Adam Silver and by and by uh, the NBA, and I was just confused. And it was like, we're in an off season. You're on a social media, and I get it. You don't want guys like doing that type of stuff. But it just kind of to me, it just I was just confused how because how you could just find a guy that, and I was just wondering, like Joel, I'm on your side. I, I I think it's unfair. I think it's unjust. And I just wonder what would happen if I were to be like, hey, you know what? Fuck LeBron James. You know, never liked the guy. <laughs> never liked the guy. Think the guy guy should have gone bald ten years ago. Hey, that's five G. Right? Go ahead. Yeah. I, no, I, well, I was just at Kent Bazemore's wedding. But they know you're kidding. Well, how do you? But how do you know if he's kidding or not kidding? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, how do you not know if if I were to be like, you know, fuck Kent Bazemore. If you put LOL behind it, they'll know he's kidding. Yeah. I'm not. Well, I'm, I don't <laughs> know, but he did it. He did it on video. He Let's did it on video. Oh, yeah, you could find. But I'm just saying, like, like how, how much are you willing? How much are you willing to get? No, fuck Kent Bazemore. Like the fireworks was only five minutes. It should have been ten minutes at his wedding. It should have been ten minutes at his wedding. You know what I'm saying? Like Jason Kidd, my guy, played with him for seven years. Fuck Jason Kidd. There you go. I don't. I don't under. I. What I'm just saying that is like I saw a GoFundMe page. Like you will probably say. Fuck Danny Ainge. You can't get fined. I can get fined. Oh, I, yeah. I would, I would say fuck Danny Ainge in a second. <laughs> <laughs> but I just, I just don't understand how, like, so if you're gonna find, if you're gonna find him, right, for saying, like, kind of speaking his view, like we are, like, first of all, you have, you have a, you know, you have a right to free speech, mm-hmm. right, and then, and it's not inflammatory. Like you are just basically viewing your opinions. Like you can say you, I think saying I, I fucking hate this person is worse than saying fuck that person right to me so it's like if i if, if i were to just go down and say you know what fuck channing fry <laughs> yeah, right? you mean that oh i definitely mean that like everyone knows that there is no lol after that so it's like you know i like like joel like i, I i'm just telling you like i got your back you know what i'm saying like you know what no actually i don't have your back Fuck Joel Embiid. <laughs> right now you're up to 20 G's. Yeah. No, no, no. He's past that. He's 25. Yeah. I've been counting. They got by 10, so we're at, we're at like 40, 50. So I, I, just... think, I think it's more of an example because okay. you have to remember that you guys are these 
these gods to a lot of little kids. So they're listening to you. They're mimicking you. They're doing everything you're doing. If they're seeing that you guys are treating each other like that in such a public forum, then but it's not But anyway, but where is the line, Alex? Our president of the United States, and I am not here to say this way or that yeah. way, like vote for whoever you want, do whoever you want, but our president of the United States is not the nicest person in the world. Like, there's all these Mm-mm. anti-bullying campaigns, and he is the number one bully. Now, yeah. whatever. I'm not anti-Donald Trump. I am not for Donald Trump. I think that the president just overall is a figurehead. I think it's kind of like a queen or a king. Like, you're not really... What really... And it's a puppet. <laughs> like, what are you really doing? Great puppet, like, Thank no you. strings attached, yeah, in yeah. sync moment you're having over Thank there. You. But I'm just saying it's like... <laughs> You can say these things yeah. now, and like a guy like Joel and B will get fined ten grand. There was the dress code, like you talked about, how like you got fined a couple thousand because a little uh, shirt uh, got, yes. got got exposed. Yeah. So I'm just saying, I, I just didn't know what would happen because I don't know if this but is here's social the thing, media. If LeBron and Draymond are going at it, fuck Draymond. Do they exactly? <laughs> do they get fined even though they're friends grand. and they're just having fun? But Joel and B, who's having fun with Levar Ball, you know, I gets fined. That's one thing I can never understand. Like when I got in the league. You didn't have any friends on other teams unless that's you went to college with them. But I know that's all due to AU and, the, and more different. travel and stuff. Like I'm like I, I only friends I had were the guys I played with in college and the guys I had on my team. Well, I'm like I don't want friends, you know. But but so when you left the but, team, you wouldn't stay friends with anybody. Yes, then but, I would be your friend. But okay. I'm not gonna be but friends with you. How about this? But, but how about this, Rob? So. In 2011, I played – 2011, 2012, I played with the Warriors. So that was the first year that they made the playoffs. So I played with Harrison. He was a rookie. I played with Clay. He was a rookie. I played with Draymond. He was a rookie. Um, And I was there with Steph. So I was there with that whole kind of crew of guys. Played with Bogut multiple times. Mm -hmm. We played together in Golden State and in Milwaukee. So so no, so so I'm just saying. (laughs) So then I like like I see all these guys at a wedding this weekend Mm -hmm. at Kent Bazemore. And so it's like people like, oh, Richard Jefferson's hanging out with the Warriors. It's like. Look, I, I, I was with these guys before I was with the yeah. Cavs. So like See, that's, that's where, cool. That, I understand. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. But even then, fuck Steph Curry. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I even like that song. Downloaded it. Grand. My son sings it. We're going to do a karaoke night next week down here in the Red Cup Lounge if anybody would like to come. But I, I just don't know where where you that goes. So, so, Joel, if you want to cut this five-minute clip and put it out to the NBA and be like, hey, how can he say this and I get fined? And not get fined. Maybe is our podcast. You have to put like explicit on the podcast. You have to the, warn. We don't it. have explicit on podcasts. So but that's how you can get away with it, not get fined. So it tells kids. You don't you know that. Careful. You don't know what. You don't know what they're gonna do. New York is thinking about. Well, I had Rob Thorne. Rob Thorne, who was big part of like the suspensions and like the policing of the NBA. He drafted me. So, so, so I see Steph. I see Steph at the wedding this weekend, and we're laughing and joking, and we're talking. We were smoking cigars. And he was like, we were talking back and forth about the, just the game. And he was like, I was like, oh, yeah, my goal was to fuck you up every single time, right? <laughs> Anytime you walk by me, I was trying to fuck you up. And he was like, yeah. He was like, I was so pissed off. He's like, you don't understand, Richard. You're the reason why I threw my mouthpiece. And I was like, <laughs> and I was like what? Because he was like, that shit fucking hurt. And you're going to call these fucking mouth. Because it was like, like, so one time, like, coach was like, Richard, you need to be on the nail, right? Yeah. So we're watching film. And coach was like, Richard, you need to be on the nail to stop this drive. And I was like, coach, well, I saw Steph going by me. So I kind of moved away so I can hip check him. So coach sees it on film. He's like, 
Okay, well that's okay. That's fine. But next time, <laughs> if Steph's not there, make sure yeah, yeah, yeah. make sure yeah. make sure you're the nail. And Steph was like, "You're the." That was a big deal. It was a big deal. Was Steph really was like, "You're deal. the reason why I got ejected." Because we were like, and, and this was the Did first time. Did he get ejected? Time. He remember he had already I mean, he threw his mouth. No, he got fou- yeah. he fouled out. Uh-huh. Right, he fouled out, and but then on the foul out, he got a technical and okay. threw his mouthpiece okay. because he was so pissed off. And he told me to at the wedding, he was like, "You're the reason why I got fucking ejected because like that shit hurt for like two hours." RJ, I have an idea. What? <laughs> Road tripping. Tons of fans, which I found out. Yes. We have like 20 countries where only one fan oh, is yeah. in each country. Yeah. But there's hundreds of thousands of downloads. A lot of people on Twitter. The at Road Trip and Twitter. By the way, my Twitter even got some bump up when you said <laughs> at Gita 3. At Gita 3, by the yeah. way. So I think everyone that listens should just say, Holla at your boy. Boom, and say whoever you want. You got yeah. someone in your life. Oh, you're well, starting you to hashtag that person. Ha- hashtag fuck Do that it person. Road and you can say, you can say, <laughs> and you're not getting fined. You're not going to get fined. You can say it, tag road tripping, tag road tripping. Just say holla at your boy. That person. It could be, it could be your, it could be Dairy Queen. Maybe they didn't put enough, uh, enough like. I don't know, uh, Oreos in your blizzard, whatever it is, like tag <laughs> us. We don't care because at the end of the day, we believe in free speech. We believe in, in saying the shit that just, you have to just say. Just don't do the NWA version. Do not say that. Oh, no, 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 we don't, we don't, we don't, we, we're not going to say, holla at your boy, the police, like, we're not that, <laughs> no, we're not that, NWA. no, like, the Black Lives Matter, like, all, like, look, we're going to keep that separate, this is a little bit more lighthearted, that's more political, we want to keep it there, man, I say, holla at your boy, Geeter, man, yeah, you don't get no more shows, holla at your boy, Robert Ori, Geeter, holla at your boy, Alex Curry, I get like, holla at your boy, Deucer Mike, holla at your boy, you bring it up, bring it up, do you really want to be the host? Yeah. Hey, no, do you want to be hey, the host? No, one time they made with Gideon was uh, he, he missed the show and all of a sudden he was supposed to say something. Shut up, Gideon, I'm doing this. Gideon was like, what the hell going on? Is yeah, he they had it all planned. Oh, oh. Yeah. By yeah. the way, when I give Rob's intro to the show, yeah. Big Game, the Hall of Famer, but when I say seven-time champion, Big Game's always like, damn, why you got to say that? <laughs> like, it just hurts I everyone hurts on him. that. Yeah, it hurts him so bad. But, so, yeah, no, man, I, I, Rob, man, I, I just want to say thank you for coming by and doing this, man, I I, I really truly My believe pleasure, that this man. platform, man, and what we've kind of established, Channing, myself, Ali, Rafa, and then Alex and Geeter, and even Mike, you know, contributing. I think this is something that's really I would, positive. You know what, I, I I really wish Channing was here, because since they compare so much, you know. Oh like, yeah, I I wish you're much here. better than Channing. <laughs> you're much, much better than Channing. I, we both tall, light skinned. Yeah. We both went to U of A. You know? yeah, 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 one yeah, was a fake and, one, and, one was a real yeah, one. You know, yeah, I'm saying so, we had so many comparisons no, no, I, for so and, many and, long. And, and Channing doesn't listen to the podcast, so he won't hear that. Uh, but but I just want to man, I just want to tell you, man, as a player that's trying to do something, whenever other players support that cause. Man, it means a lot, uh, and so only because I like you, man. I appreciate that, man. I appreciate that, and 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 again, I I hope you had a good time. I had a good time. You know what I'm saying I would love to have you back on because I will guarantee you this. Like even Tim, when Tim came on the podcast and he talked about his daughter being born and he named her Quill from Peter Quill, Guardians of the Galaxy. Because he's a big nerd. Yeah. He's a he's big a huge nerd. nerd. He's a huge nerd. Best nerd. Him and Channing were in the same War of Warcraft guild. But I'm saying. This is going to escalate quite quickly, it right? Is. This is going to get out to places, and you're gonna be like, "Wow, I didn't think that that many people listened." And not that many people do listen, <laughs> but the people that do listen, all of a sudden, want to talk shit about it. You know, it's, it's 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 just like a snowball effect. It just started, just like when I said, you know, Dream was twenty times better than Tim. Duncan. Yeah, that was stupid. Now I can't go back to San Antonio. <laughs> you know, I, I feel like if I roll through there, I'm gonna get you know castrated, you know, something yeah. crazy like that. But you know, it that's happened. a good thing about this. But, 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 but look, everybody got their own opinions. We have one listener. We have, we have a listener in Libya. 
One was in Honduras. Two in Nepal. These are all one list. Viva Nepal. One no, listener? Viva Nepal. I have, none, I have all these damn Nepalese coins. So who are you going to shout out uh, to? By the way, the big one that Rich and I saw was great. Uh, we have 20 in Madagascar. What? Shout out to Madagascar. Uh, I, I literally love, I love that movie. <laughs> Do we have 13 and nine? I like the move it, move it. I like, I like the, the move, move it, move it. Six in Iraq. Six uh, in shout Iraq. out, shout out to all the, all the men the, and women that that the men and women troops. Yeah. But we don't know yeah. if it's the troops. Have you ever done a USO tour? I have not done a USO tour. Did, that's one of the most amazing trips I ever did. I had a, the pleasure of traveling with General Dempsey, flying on Air Force Two. One of my favorite oh, wow. pictures is I made everybody stay on the plane, and I came off like this. Oh. Like I was the president. <laughs> I got to see that. Like Nixon. I came out of the president. Like and if, you, you can see the security guards down at the bottom like this. Your president has I, landed. Can I, can I, wait, wait. Can can I say this? Last because thing, we're yeah. doing some ball washing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can I say, honest to God, when I asked Rob to do this, and yeah. I just gave him a quick little tidbit about road tripping. He said, yeah, just let me know when. I mean, listen, he, he drives an hour and a half to I, get I, here. I, he's been a phenomenal friend in, in what he's talking about doing that trip. That, Rob, whoever knows Rob knows, he literally has the biggest heart of everyone. So for you to be able to come on and have some fun and tell those stories and actually get to tell the whole story, yeah. it's phenomenal. But Rob you know should be in the Hall of Fame. Is, well, I, Rob Ori should be in the you. Hall of Fame. He's 100%. You know what people do? I hate, though. People always look at what they see on TV and how you react on the court, and they judge you by what they see. I know images a lot, but – I, I said, don't you? You say if you ever watched me when I play, I, I always was laughing, I joking, I had a good time, but I knew when to play hard and you know do what I need to do. So, but I tell people, I had so many people come to me and say, I always thought you was an asshole. Yeah, but you're a nice guy. I said, yeah, because I have sometimes you gotta be an asshole you when you're playing a sport. Yeah. It's one of the nicest guys I've ever yeah. been. It is, and, and but what, it's the same thing with me in mm-hmm. the sense that like people always thought that I was super straight laced, super serious. <laughs> they thought I was. They thought I was Shane Battier. They thought <laughs> they thought I was this kind of like they thought I should have gone to Duke. I was this boy, but people didn't know that I was really just a full blown smart ass and asshole. <laughs> and they only found that out from doing the podcast with my personality. <laughs> with able to come out they're like Richard I always I never would have thought and so look man again Gator is giving his love for you know you and again the same thing if you ever want to come on again and I promise you you're going to have to come on again <laughs> after this gets out it's going to be awesome we would love to have you but we ain't going to Glendale we, we ain't going we'll to meet Glendale. you in downtown we'll meet you in halfway we'll meet you in downtown we'll, LA. Do, we'll, meet you, meet you downtown. we'll do Soho Yoga we'll and then, we'll, yes. and then yes. we'll record downtown we, I haven't been yet oh we're yeah. definitely we'll, we'll do yeah. it hey Rob's so, ass is getting lost on the yeah. way home too so again <laughs> for Geeter I, I know I'm going now I know I'm going you just gave me bad directions at Geeter 3 for at Geeter 3 for give out. a big thank you because obviously I'm not in the basketball world. I'm in the baseball world, the hockey world, the football, the Ninja Warriors. So just to sit here and to like be front row to these stories that not many people have heard is truly incredible. I mean, I was over here with this a huge smile on my face. And not many people have I, I'm like, I yeah, can't yeah. believe I'm hearing this. Yeah. I am and staring right. And you also right. had the two best questions. So yeah, he no. always liked story time with Rob. Uh, <laughs> story time with Rob oh, my favorite. My favorite. This was, this was incredible. Yeah, so for, for uh, Chris McGee, for Alex Curry, for producer Mike, for uh, Big Shot Bob slash Rob. I just want to thank you guys for listening. I'm Richard Jefferson. This is Summer Road Tripping. Ali, Channing, we miss you. Rafa, can't wait to see you soon. (laughs) And, guys, we are out. We have a listener in Libya. One was in Honduras. 
to a Nepal. These are all one listener. Viva Nepal. One no, listener? Viva Nepal. I have, not, I have all these damn Nepalesian coins. So who are you going to shout out uh, to? By the way, the big one that Rich and I saw was great. Uh, we have 20 in Madagascar. What? Shout out to Madagascar. I literally love, I love that movie. <laughs> Do we have 13 in non? I like the move it, move it. I, I like, like the, the move, move it, move it. Move it.